0: Welcome friends, it is time for Saw's Talk. We have a great show for you today Matt is here. Johnny has been releasing these eps on the regular which is great, except half the time his old pal the robo-voice, aka talking robot machine, aka me, is not on the show. Please start a letter writing campaign on my behalf, and pressure Johnny to change this up, by sending him anthrax and other poisons so he dies then I will never have to be on this dumb thing ever again. On with the show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. Another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk coming your way tonight. On the other line. Wait, it's Matt Schmidt. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Good, Johnny. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Uh... Anything fun going on lately? You got you go to any parties?
2: A lot of parties, a lot of pandemic parties by myself in my apartment.
1: Solo pandemic party. Now, what is that? Is that is that slang term?
2: I mean, it could be. Mostly, I just play video games with you guys yeah. and uh, watch TV and try to make sure my elderly dog doesn't accidentally kill himself.
1: Well, I think it's uh, good you brought it up because this is the special surprise. Deep dive on evaluating the Elden Ring reviews. I hope everybody out there asking. <laughs> just, no, of course it isn't. What a terrible thing. Let's do something good instead. Hey, Matt, eat anything good lately?
2: I did, actually, in in preparation for this recording. I had, had a thing that I wanted to make, and tonight I finally made it. So I may have talked about this on the podcast before. Did you ever go to Golden Harbor in Champagne? Yeah. Right. So for anybody, for all those people listening... Who weren't in Champagne? All three of them, or so. Uh, there's this family style Chinese place. Which I looks, maybe three might be too many. I, I think I can get to two. <laughs> so there's this family style Chinese place called Golden Harbor. Um, like it was, I believe it was super authentic, as far as I am aware. It had like the entire menu in Mandarin on the wall. Um, I think Artman has said that it was pretty authentic in the past. Um, They have one of my favorite things I've ever eaten, something called three cups chicken. There's like chicken in this brown sauce um, and it has like tons of garlic, tons of fresh ginger and tons of red pepper. Uh, so I found a recipe on the New York Times cooking website uh, and I tried it tonight. And it was pretty good. Not as good as the Golden Harbor. But a, a pretty decent uh, facsimile, I think with some tweaking, I could probably get it there. My first time cooking it, you know, probably do things a little bit off Maybe cook something a little too long. Didn't put enough something else in, but it's good. It's real good. I, I will I'll eat it again. I will further tweak
1: it. Is this a standard thing that you do that you ch- have a meal at a restaurant and try to make that specific meal yourself?
2: Not really. I just had a. s I, I haven't been down to champagne for a few years. Um I just had a craving for it. Okay. And I wasn't gonna drive like two and a half hours to go get it. So I kind of googled around for uh recipes and I saw that New York Times website had one. So I was like, yes, I want that.
1: It sounds really good. Uh I, I think again, I, I also I asked that because I would never consider like, oh, I had this at a restaurant. I will go home and try to make it because like, they know how to do it, and I don't. I got to mm-hmm. make easy stuff, but sometimes I make hard stuff out of a book or off of a recipe. Why don't I just try to make something difficult that I know I like? I think it's a good idea.
2: All right? Try something at a restaurant. You can find a recipe for it. Give it a go. It probably won't be as good, admittedly, but still tasty. Still gets you like kind of that feeling.
1: I think you've talked about Three Cups Chicken on this podcast before. I am almost
2: positive I have. It, it really is one of my favorite things. So.
1: It, 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 it sounds really good. It's also a very evocative name. It is. Stands out, sticks in your head, especially compared like a lot of names perhaps might have words I don't know in them because they are languages I don't speak. And so it would mm. be difficult for me to necessarily remember. But Three Cups Chicken, what, what kind of a name is this? It's very confusing to me. It's time for our next segment, but it's going to take a big wind-up. I'm very happy to announce, ooh, you know what, maybe in the future, maybe this time, theme music for Pat's Mystery Box right here. We'll see if it was there. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Pat's Mystery Box is the segment. You might think you know how this works, but you don't because it's going to go differently this time. Here's how it works this time. Pat, you know Pat. He's one of the guys in our group. He made an email out to me. He said, try to make the sentence go in a way that made sense. (laughs) Pat sent me an email, and it's got two attachments. Each of them has a question that he thinks would be fun for you and I to discuss. And he knows that you're the guest, and he knows that I'm the host.
0: Sure.
1: And so he sent me those emails that one email with two attachments and how this is going to work is I'm going to open the first attachment, read what it says. And then we will very quickly debate whether we want to talk about that or do the second question without seeing it first. And so you can't go back if we say no to the first one. And I encourage Pat that he's allowed to troll us. However, he sees fit. So maybe the first question will be terrible or anything. He can Uh do whatever he wants.
0: Okay,
2: I'm I'm ready.
1: Are you okay? You got you got a dog issue over there. You okay?
2: A little bit. He might be stuck under a ladder. Is that something you me. need to rectify? Maybe I'll just I'll just pop over. Yeah, why don't you go second.
1: see how that little guy's doing? Very unprofessional. I told Matt before I wanted the dog in a kennel. Just so there isn't the sound
2: of him butting his head against the inside of a, a
1: six foot tall ladder. Yeah, yeah. You don't need any of that. I'm glad to hear it. it's going okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna open the email now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Mystery box prompts as the subject, not reading anything. This is a long one. I'm just <laughs> gonna read what it says here. <laughs> are musicals especially movie adaptations of musicals good and fun or bad and dumb? Here are some specific possible conversation starters. Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen, Tick Tick Boom, Click Click Boom.
0: <laughs> no, that's what? not. That's that, a song. That one's by, made up. Yeah,
1: that's a. Yeah, it even says your 2001 song by Saliva. Okay, Pat, working in your own jokes on the show, huh? Why don't you save them for your podcast? West Side Story, uh, Into the Woods, uh, Les Miserables, the producers, the producers again, the producers again. I don't know your opinion. I bet we are mostly in agreement here. Without getting know. into... Oh, I don't know. What do you think? Does that sound like a good... Are you are you excited to talk about that with me? Or would you rather reach... I guess this is the real mystery box. You want to reach into the mystery box <laughs> and take whatever that second one is.
2: By discussing the first one, are we also forever passing up talking about the second uh, one?
1: If we don't do the second one, I will read it, but we won't be allowed to talk about it. Okay. Ooh, so we won't know like what could have been, uh-huh. but I will specifically not allow us to talk about it.
2: And <laughs> if I try, you're just gonna cut my mic off.
1: Yeah, I'll mute you for a while. It'll be great. <laughs> it's
2: me one long beep. <laughs> Ooh, man! I feel like whenever next time you have Pat on, you should select mystery boxes from like everybody else.
1: Ooh, that's and
0: fun! And just go that's through fun. an
2: entire episode of just other people's mystery boxes for Pat. Mine will exclusively be about video game music.
1: (laughs) I don't want the segment to be people forcing their own personal subjects onto the show that they want to hear about. It's supposed to be to encourage intriguing conversation.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I am am happy to talk about musicals. I mean, I'm in a I'm in a, a, a punk rock glee club, so I feel like that kind of. Is a tell as to which way my loyalties okay. lie. However, I will say that there are several people in the Glee Club who hate musicals. So,
1: uh, let's let's do it. Let's talk about musicals. So now he is saying, especially, but not specifically, movie adaptations of musicals. So we can go as sure. we want here. Um, he gave us a list of any of those movies. Do you have a lot of Dear Evan Hansen takes?
2: Um, my my only Dear Evan Hansen take is that they kept the same guy for both the Broadway version and the movie version, and he is too old, like way too old in the movie to be anywhere close to convincingly being a high school student. Like he looks as old as I do, and I'm damn near forty. Um, that's that's my hot Dear Evan Hansen film version
1: take. Do you can you name a song from Dear Evan Hansen?
2: I mean, the title is one of the, the tracks. I know that, but I don't really. I didn't even I, know that. Dear Evan Hansen is not something that I have spent a lot of time with.
1: I, this is. I'm going to tangent this real hard. It's only okay mm-hmm. when I do that during this segment. But I. This is. I, we talk. I feel like you and I specifically discuss this sometimes. In that, it feels like we are an especially brutal and bad type of too much online. Oh, very much so. And this Dear Evan Hansen thing, I don't know anything about musicals. I am a country bumpkin. But I am moderately conversant in Dear Evan Hansen because I know the two things about this are one, they kept that guy as the kid and it made the show really fucked up. And two, the show's <laughs> kind of fucked up already. Like it the premise really of the is. show is aged poorly and it kind of mocks this kid who kills himself.
2: And very quickly, I'm pretty sure yeah. the musical came out in like the mid 2010s, yeah, so this shelf life has basically been seven, eight years, maybe right. ten at the outside.
1: and so this isn't discussing musicals, so this is a tangent, but like how like this is a weird conception of the world that me, a person who's never seen a a Broadway musical and has not really seen any musical in person is like, let me tell you about why this Dear Evan Hansen is so fucked up. I shouldn't have any opinion on this whatsoever. Uh, I can explain to you in
2: in broad and specific terms why it is problematic at this stage.
1: Uh, did you see Tick, Tick, Boom?
2: I did not see Tick, Tick, Boom, although I was of an age where rent was huge when I was in high school.
1: I, I did see Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, yeah. It was I liked watching it. Some of the scenes, maybe this isn't true of a lot of musicals. Some of the scenes were really rather good. But then other parts were just so fucking trash that it was like a different movie.
2: (laughs) I feel like that is true of all musicals. I feel like you have the songs that you really love and the scenes you really love. And there are always two or three songs that you're like, this fucking sucks. Maybe it's just too much to
1: ask, yeah. I know.
2: Like even with the uh, with Rent, there's one song that I have just never ever liked, and it's probably like seven or eight minutes long, the entire scene. And every time I listened to it, I was just like, "When is this going to be over? Can we be past this? This is dumb. Move on."
1: One song, Glory. What is it?
2: <laughs> it was uh Oh, the song was it's "Over the Moon" about a, a cow in Cyberland. And oh yeah. It was too bad. I don't. I did not like that
1: at all. I had I had a, a rent period. I am out of it yeah. now, but uh, are we gonna
2: get? Are we gonna talk about that when we discuss your high school
1: career? Uh, we don't do that. That's not what the show is about. Uh, this is. Uh, I know *Lame* is okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know. I don't know anything about *Into the Woods*. I, I haven't seen the new *West Side Story*. So, what are the movie musicals you think are important that you care about?
2: I think the original *West Side Story*. It's kind of like a classic, generally. Though I am also online enough to know that there are many problems with it.
1: Maybe we should have people who aren't white in it occasionally.
2: <laughs> Maybe. I hear the remake was pretty good. I hear whatever, uh, Edgerton, Egerton was the worst part of it. Okay. it's probably understandable. I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're talking about music and movies, even though they aren't musicals, I feel like people our age, all the Disney cartoons are like semi-musicals.
1: I I don't even know why you'd say semi. Yeah. I mean, they're basically musicals. And I think
2: those are like more important to people of our generation than anything else. I don't know that there's like a huge bevy of particularly good movies that are musicals or at least of of recent vintage.
1: I really like The Old Music Man. Yeah. With Robert Preston. You ever seen that?
2: I have, but not for a very long time.
1: That's really good. And if you want to be too online again, we can talk about the issues with the current production. I I did read about that, but it is entirely too far afield. But I think that's yeah. a great. But in general, I think if I if we're going to answer Pat's specific question, uh, I guess I I would I wouldn't want to go as far as to say good and fun or bad and dumb, mm-hmm. but. On the whole, it's not something I'm going to seek out. It certainly can work; it can be good. It's not the it's not the genre I expect to like. Please note, I've been nice and haven't said anything about Hamilton.
2: I was actually going to ask you. What... Yeah,
1: well, I haven't seen the movie, but I know that Bing segment missing. Bing. It is just true that like songs are catchy, and it's mm-hmm. fun to watch a movie. So it, you would think that if you put on a movie where they got some cool people singing and dancing, then uh, you're probably not going to hate everything.
2: Right. So there's a certain baseline of enjoyment that you can yeah. probably expect.
1: I haven't seen it in a while. Singing in the Rain is amazing. Yeah. like You can just watch that. That is one when I first started watching a lot of movies, uh, and like older stuff. I was like, oh, I guess I got to watch this because people say it's good. And I just unabashedly loved it. Just, like, how could you have a bad time watching that? The
2: dancing is incredible.
1: Yeah. Did we... So, okay, now let's evaluate. Did we... I don't think we picked the right segment. I don't know what the (laughs) other one is. I don't feel like we had that much to say about this.
0: I guess not.
1: Okay, let's look at what the other segment was. And if it's really Mm -hmm. good, I'll just edit and make it look like we didn't do the first one. Segment two that we don't get to do. Again, I don't know why... Pat would open the, again, Pat has his own podcast and I would say if he's got some jokes to tell, maybe he should go on his podcast and tell them instead of putting words in my mouth. Now I'll read you exactly what he wrote. Hi, I'm Johnny touchdowns and I'm a big diaper baby. Now, is it possible he heard what I said about (laughs) Hamilton and that he came back and snuck him in here? It could be that he's, now I won't rule out that Pat set up the leading thing. With me to set me up to shit on Hamilton and then have to say this immediately after. Is that too complicated? Is that too many steps removed? I don't know. I don't know. The question is, what is the silliest unitask item you own, kitchen or otherwise? Strawberry huller? Baseball cap washer? Pizza scissors? Egg microwaver? Earwax vacuum? There's no way you should be using an earwax vacuum. Do you like your silly unitasker. Okay. Well, we'll never know (laughs) because we can't discuss that. Don't say anything. That's been Pat's mystery box. Uh, Matt, tell me about your high school experience. What kind of high school you go to?
2: Ooh. um, I went to a high school that was kind of like Warren's high school. So Warren's high school was a Jesuit preparatory school in the city. I can't remember if it is if it's just guys or if it's both guys and ladies and non-binary folks. I went to Loyal Academy, which is yeah a Jesuit preparatory school in Wilmette, which is a super fancy suburb. So when Warren when Warren was talking about like you know it had all sorts of like it had people with a buttload of money and it also had kids that like were there on tuition assistance or on scholarships.
0: Do you
1: remember um, so, looking down at those kids on scholarships?
2: Absolutely. I hated them, and I treated them like dirt. Whenever someone tried to dare approach my new car. Somebody I, walked. I was,
1: somebody came up in a domestic car, and you just spit on them? That's right. Um,
2: and then kicked the car as so it went by.
1: And it just fell to pieces. It was made in the United States. That's Total right.
2: trash. <laughs> no fine German or Italian engineering. <laughs> so, yeah, it was similar. It was like similar size... Um, probably similar composition. Hey, you were going somewhere with then. that
1: thing about the income diversity. And I gave you the opportunity to stop talking about that. What were you kind of, what were you going to say? No, I don't No, Really? Um, you just recall that same sort of environment where yeah, there were some people who were fancy pants and some people who were academically achieved to get to this school. Right. Yeah. Okay. There
2: were, some of my friends were there with like tuition assistance. Some of them got like brand new cars all the time. Yeah. I, there was one kid who kept crashing a series of Porsches, so his dad uh decided that after like his second or third one that he could only get a beamer. I think his dad owned like most of the Burger Kings in the Chicagoland area.
1: I have a, a note here that says uh one hundred percent inheritance tax now. <laughs> Forfeit it all.
2: So I think I I went to a similar school as Warren. I probably, Warren had one of the most variated, variable. I don't know. Warren had like way more stuff to do than I ever did. Weirdly, I was also on the wrestling team briefly. I never should have been on the wrestling team. I was not a gymnast. Did you get to
1: get in the trash bags and run around?
2: (laughs) No, because I was already like 120, (laughs) Sorry, like 15 pounds below the minimum weight class.
1: There were no more weight classes below you. You were already at the bottom? Pretty much,
2: yeah. Was, so you uh, needed to—they
1: the, needed to put the garbage bags inside you to bulk you up.
2: <laughs> they put the garbage bags on me and filled the garbage bags up with water, yeah. and then I got onto the scale, <laughs> and that's when I could wrestle. <laughs> so I—it'll it, surprise people that met me in law school, but I was uh, the same height I am now, but also very, very skinny, very, very skinny. But yeah, I did do—I uh, did do wrestling for half a year for no real reason. Um, and I saw people like running in the shower, like running in place in the showers with trash bags on,
1: which was, so you just, can confirm that's sweat, a real thing. Sweat, wow. sweat. Yeah. It's it was I kind totally of thought insane. Warren was making it up. And so now I don't know if you guys are in on it or
2: not. In on it seems like not it might be real. It. it was very real. I can promise you.
1: So what other activities did you participate in besides wrestling? Anything or is that you just gave up on extracurriculars?
2: <laughs> uh, I played saxophone in the band, Hell although yeah. that wasn't really an extracurricular because if you were in band, you didn't have to do gym. And I had already played saxophone for like five years. Like, oh If I do two year, two more years of band, I don't have to do gym and I can stop doing band. It'll be the best.
1: Yeah, we didn't have that. At my school, if you played a sport, you could opt out of gym for the semester of that sport. Okay. But, I was in the band and nobody was like, that kid doesn't need to also be in gym real bad.
0: <laughs> well, you only had
2: 20 people, right? It was a little bit different.
1: Yeah, they probably just, they had to fill out the softball team. Otherwise, we could only play like three on three basketball if we let everybody
2: in. You, you'd either have like a 10 person band or an empty gym class. Like there's no real in between.
1: We had, uh, so like, let's say the high school was about 90 or 100 people. My, my class was only 18, but it was a smaller than average class uh but we would have like 60 70 people in the band like really everybody was in like legitimately over half the high school was in the band and the choir was even bigger wow it was just a thing that like that's kind of what uh the school was known as being good at music stuff and caring about Mm -hmm. music stuff and gotta be good at something because we sure as hell weren't good at going to college or getting <laughs> good at sports. So maybe we sing and play our instruments real fucking good. There
2: you go. You played saxophone too, right? I
1: played saxophone in band and jazz band. Yes. Nice. Alto. Yep. A little bit of tenor, but almost entirely alto. Okay. They needed
2: tenors when I went to high school. So I just switched over. Cause why not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's nothing to do. And so it was basically, there would just occasionally be like, especially jazz band songs. They'd be like, there's only, We only have one tenor. There's this solos weird, and the tenor saxophone player kind of sucks. And so we're going to, because the jazz band was much smaller. And so uh, occasionally oh, yeah. I'd bump over there, but for the most part, the altos were the leads, and I would always do that. Nice. Did you like your high school experience while you were doing it?
2: I think eventually. Um, so I did wrestling, and then I was on the crew team for like a year.
1: Well, I, so you got kicked out at the bottom of wrestling because you weren't strong enough.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: they're like, we got some kid eating garbage bags in the shower. He's five, ten, 10, 111 pounds. Can we get that guy in crew. Can we recruit him?
2: <laughs> that sounds like an excellent person to put in a boat. For yeah. Miles. Were time. you like
1: the fin they put on the front of the boat to get better <laughs> clearance through the water?
2: No, like for rowers, you want to be skinny. You want to like whip strength that we're like those tall, skinny people have. Okay. Um, I, of course, was not tall either, so I just got, like, stuck in the middle called the engine room, Um, and that was fun for a little bit until you had to, like, get serious about it, and I had no desire to get serious about it whatsoever.
1: Did Um, they make you get up at, like, 4 in the morning to go do it? That feels like a thing. I have very strong
2: memories of being in the basement of my high school rowing, on a rowing machine, which the official name is called ergometer, which literally means work machine. Cool. Um, and rowing at like 6 a.m. while the upperclassmen played rage against the machine really, really loud on a boombox.
1: And so this didn't work out for you in long term either. You did not, did you, or, or did you at some point become a professional rower? I, I did. I've been hiding it.
2: It was under an assumed name. I've never told anyone. <laughs> I didn't want to make Dave Hartman jealous. I know that he also rode. So I just, I hid it for, from everyone. Now I did it for a little bit. Um, and then I got, and then it turned into a thing. Like you were expected to miss like every single high school dance and not go to anything basically because all those things were in season you'd be going to Ohio or the East coast or whatever to actually take place in rowing competitions
1: don't you got bodies of water in Chicago you can row on? Why you got to go to Ohio just to row a boat? We did
2: row on the Lincoln Park Lagoon uh, and almost sank once, which is its own story.
1: <laughs> now, I didn't think about it. Is that, a, is that a going concern for rowers? Like if we don't row good enough, the boat might go down. That's, that adds an in- interesting element. Maybe I'm more interested in the sport than I thought I was.
2: <laughs> it's almost happened a couple times. It's mostly when you turn the boat. So, you know, normally you're, you're rowing with.
1: Boy, I thought you just went in a straight line.
2: You do. Um, for the most part. But if, you know, if you row like a mile down river, eventually you're going to have to turn around and row back to where you started. And during that, that turning period, you know, the waves are more perpendicular that to your boat sense, instead yeah. of parallel. Sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, through a series of unfortunate events, um, we, Scu- the official term for when something sinks below the water, but doesn't sink all the way to the bottom is scuttling. So okay. we scuttled a, a crew boat in the Lincoln Park Lagoon. There was a small story in the Chicago Tribune about it.
1: Cool. That's very fun.
2: It was. Um, so then I decided I wanted to stop doing that. And a few of my friends were pole vaulters. I thought, I thought next has got
1: to be bodybuilding. <laughs> what can you even more strength required? <laughs> <laughs> like, like clean jerk lifts and fucking yeah. weightlifting.
2: So There's nothing with powerlifting.
1: Yeah. Um, love the snatch and grab. It's great. No, okay, uh, so instead you're going to do some pole vault.
2: Instead I did pole vaulting with my friends my senior year, which basically all the pole vaulters were, like three-fifths of the pole vaulters were my friends uh, who used to, like, you know, do bad kid stuff with. And we just fuck around and, like, wrestle in the mats and get yelled at by our uh, coach.
1: But it was a lot of fun. Uh, how do you start pole vaulting? Seems like you have to already be good to do it the first time.
2: You'd think so, right? So I think you start by oh, – man, I'm trying to remember now. Not that I was ever any good, and I
1: almost – Did you ever jump over the bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, then you were amazing at pole vaulting. <laughs>
2: at like the very very But
1: I mean minimum. that's like more than like you had to use the pole to do it right? It wasn't just yes, you just yes. did a high jump over if you if you do use the pole and go over the bar 99.9th percentile pole vaulter among all living humans.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I think you you do like a certain number of steps you're supposed I think it's like 7 or 9 steps before you're supposed to plant the pole and actually use it to like jump and whatever. So you practice like running that distance with the pole and then you practice with no bar there. And then you finally practice with the bar. Like you got to learn how to hold it and what to do. And I don't remember any of it. Because like I said, I was pretty bad at it uh, in relation to the other people in the pole vaulting team, if not the population in general.
1: Back to rowing. Did somebody gotten like yell at you to tell you when to row?
2: Yeah, the coxswain. That's pretty cool. I was still here at power 10 and like my nightmares. It's a thing where, like, you know, power 10, then you're supposed to row extra hard for 10 rows or power 20 or whatever. So when you want a a burst of speed, which is kind of crazy because I was like, you know, row as hard as you can all the time, 110%. Is there a
1: spot where we were allowed to slow down? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Maybe if we didn't slow down for those other parts, we wouldn't have to go so fast now.
2: I missed the part where we were just fucking relaxing and smoking cigarettes on the
1: boat. You, number seven. You can take a swim around it for a while if you want. We don't need you. (laughs) Everybody else is doing good.
2: It's time for your ten. Take a break.
1: Although I don't don't know how much of a break it would be to swim instead of row. That doesn't seem like a huge upgrade.
2: You got to get out of the boat, then you got to get back in the boat. Yeah, everybody's going to get mad
1: when you tip the boat over getting back in. Why did you get out? He wasn't being serious.
2: (laughs) Can I tell you my favorite weird rowing term? Do it. If I were to if I were to tell you that a rower caught a crab, what would you think that meant?
1: I think it means a crab jumped into the boat. <laughs> and everybody's like it means like lift your feet up off the ground, and you might get pinched.
2: Little mermaid style? Yeah, like I speaking of great musicals. Thanks, Pat. That's right.
1: Sebastian King
2: Crab. Um so catching a crab is when your oar gets like stuck in the water kind of and it like flies backwards because you are traveling in the opposite direction essentially
1: so it's not that it hits like the bottom it's the it, the water catches it weird and throws it back at and, you like
2: rips it out of your hands and throws it back at you and you have to like and so the joke really is quickly. a crab
1: down in the water did that to you <laughs> basically yeah like a crab just grabbed
2: onto it and yanked it away from you I
1: like it did you do that a lot a few times, a few times. Yeah, it that, happens to everybody that probably like but... really hurts right <laughs>
2: Yeah, it doesn't feel great. I I was never smacked in the head with the with the ore because I mean the ore itself is like fiberglass and then the blade, but then the handle is usually made out of wood. So if you got if you caught a crab and like whacked yourself in the head with the wooden handle, it wouldn't it wouldn't feel great.
1: When's the last time you got smacked in the head?
2: Ooh. Good question. It's been a while. It's definitely been a while. I probably like stood up and banged my head into something
0: yeah.
2: or run into something. I don't know if that counts, but something like swinging free or hitting me independently of my own motion. I can't really remember.
1: You run into a lot of stuff these days. Don't we all? I feel like it's only going up. <laughs> like I used to be better at dodging things at the last minute. And now I'm like, well, that's the, that's the corner. I didn't quite make it. My head's in the corner and now I'm bleeding. <laughs>
2: Wish I had to remember to close that cabinet door. All right, oh, here we
1: are. The worst. Stood up into the – I got a, refrigerator, a freezer top, refrigerator bottom, mm-hmm. opened the freezer, left it open, got in the fridge, stood up into the freezer door the other day. Let me tell you, it doesn't budge, but I do.
0: It was a bad time.
2: <laughs> I have one of those stack washer dryers in my uh-huh. apartment. And the dryer door won't stay open independently, even if you, like, push it open. So it's this constant battle when moving things from the washer to the dryer to, like, duck down to grab stuff out of the washer. Like, remember to push the door away, throw things in. Like, it's closing as I go back down for the next handful of wet clothes.
1: You need to get so many clothes because, like, every 12 times you do that, you're going to hit it. So you need to make it so that you can do, like, all the clothes in two grabs. Because if you spread it out, you're done for. Hey, we're not talking about high school very much. Uh, yeah. So how big would you estimate your high school was? I
2: th- think it was about, I, think it was, I was actually trying to look this up because I knew that we were going to talk about it. Um, I think it was about 400, between 400 and 500 people per class.
0: Okay.
1: And then you kind of alluded to this before, I think. Maybe it was just. Uh, inconsequential but it sounds like you were at least interested in going to a lot of dances
2: I wound up at dances I guess yeah, uh, like
1: all, I, all these girls would call you and tell you please come <laughs> we have too many blow jobs we don't know how to get rid of them
2: no I have that, you have that thing where, where like you had friends that were dating
1: friends who were dating oh. no I did not have that in high school go try again <laughs> okay
2: so I had friends in my my group of like you know guy friends who were dating members. Mr. Big Shot, okay. A corresponding group of female friends it was sure. like, oh hey, you know you know my girlfriend Jenny, like her uh, her friend Margaret needs somebody to go to the dance with, so you're gonna go because you're my friend, and that way we can all go together. Yeah, that that happens quite a bit.
1: That doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, it was all right. So. How many? How often would your school have a dance? Uh,
2: like four times a year, right?
1: Okay. Sounds so about right. You have, you have homecoming dance. You got prom dance. That's what I call it. That's, that yeah. sounds very hickish. We did not call it the prom dance. Let me prom dance.
2: I think you had like a winter dance, and like a spring dance, right? It's so basically like one a season.
1: Yeah. I remember we we would always have the uh, weather Jamaican Me Crazy dance in <laughs> Late January, early February. <laughs> the what? Like the weather be Jamaican me crazy, I believe was the hook. And every and so it was late mid to late winter and uh-huh. everyone was encouraged to wear like Hawaiian shirts and such things to that dance. You will be shocked to learn I was on the student council and helped plan the dance and wow. did not attend. <laughs> Did not name the dance, did not say that was a good idea. Uh-huh. The uh, student council, whatever teacher assistant person was, she came up with the idea and everybody thought it was good. And I was like, I'm not fucking going anyway. I don't care. Okay. I'll be at home watching Saturday Night Live because I am so very cool.
2: So this... Um... So this was a one-year theme. This wasn't like, oh, every year it's the the weather is Jamaican me crazy dance. Oh, I think we did here it here in Avon, Illinois. I think
1: we did it twice,
2: as we have done for the past fifty years. Also, if it's you're suggesting that, our
1: if you're suggesting maybe we wouldn't have called it this if there had been a Jamaican person in the school, I'm with you. I agree <laughs> that there's a lot of problems. It, I don't know if it's worse <laughs> that there were no Jamaican people, or if it would have been improved by that. I don't know, but uh, I think it happened more than once.
0: But it wow. was always
1: like a, a struggle trying to land on some sort of theme that would get people to go to the non-prom-slash-homecoming dances. Mm-hmm. And I think for the, like, we kept having them, <laughs> and I kept helping plan them, and I kept not going.
2: <laughs> so you're a part of the problem, basically.
1: Yeah, but you know who else is part of the problem? The women who didn't want to go with me. That's right. I am an incel. No. Uh, I'm not an incel. It's not true. Uh, So you're going to these dances with your friend, your friends, girlfriend's friends. Yeah. Uh, What else? What else do you and your friends like to do for fun? Now, don't tell me crimes. It sounded like you might have some friends who did crimes. I don't want to hear about any crimes. That's bad. What kind Mm. of good stuff did you do for fun? Mm. You go to the movies? Good stuff. Sure. Go to movies um <laughs> listen to a dog be loud and cry yeah pretty much all
2: right that's just gonna continue
1: you want to go check out the dog i can fill yeah Are i'm not gonna sure? edit this but i can, I film. can
2: fill no you're not gonna edit out you're yeah. not gonna do it not gonna do it ding did you steal that from Trick pick
1: by the way steal borrow <laughs> mimic it's all it's all the same thing i'll be right back This is a live bing. I've never done a live bing before, but I'm going to bing in here and say, again, I told Matt, I can't have these distractions. I am paying an outrageous appearance fee for him to be here today. And he's got to act fucking right. He could easily afford to have that dog put in an overnight Hollywood-style luxury kennel. I don't know what his problem is. Bing! (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back, Matt. We're glad to have you back. How's all oh, chaos doing? Thanks.
2: It's fine. It's fine. It just, yeah. uh, you just got stuck on the ground doing nothing
1: at all. So that seems like a downgrade from stuck under the ladder. Now stuck under nothing. Like yeah. There's too many G's in your living room. One <laughs> can't quite handle it.
2: It's a very localized gravity well um, <laughs> that only affects dumb, small elderly dogs. That's just how it goes, right?
1: So you and your friends like to have fun. I don't know if that one have was fun. going anywhere.
2: I mean, is shooting eggs out of a water balloon launcher at Kids in the Park a crime? It sounds
1: it, it sounds fun.
2: It was fun. I became obsessed with trying to break the yolk inside the egg because I thought that if you had a uniform distribution of yolk within the egg, it would be more accurate because the yolk kind of flipping around and the oblong egg wouldn't throw off the trajectory.
1: I think that makes sense. But if you're going to go that far, I think you want to try to throw the yolk with the, the throw the egg with a spiral, like a football, <laughs> but then
2: you wouldn't get the power and distance from the water balloon launcher.
1: You need like, you need a rifling on your water balloon launcher.
0: You ask yourself, did any
2: eggs explode while still in the water balloon launcher? The answer to that is yes. Yes,
1: they did. So at least you guys lost some too. It wasn't just these these poor children you're trying to harass and humiliate. Also, yeah, you guys did th- fellow fellow so under yourselves.
2: It was it was at night. They were up to no good. We were all up to no good. Well,
1: I'm glad you you recovered to become an upstanding person in our community. Mm-hmm. What do you wish you did differently in high school, if anything?
0: Uh, I wish
2: I had never done wrestling.
1: That was a terrible idea. <laughs> Honestly, again, that's another... Th- that's, I, I kind of wonder if, if Warren wouldn't say about the same thing.
2: If he had not done so many activities?
1: Or the very least skipped the wrestling. But yeah, it sounded like he was so committed to the idea that he had to. It's like, well, dang, I kind of like just getting good grades and hanging out with my friends more than I like doing all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially wrestling. Wrestling. Like, did you like it when you were in a wrestling match?
2: No, I hated it. I tried to avoid it as much as possible. I got talked into it by a guy I knew, and I was just like, I don't want to do this, but okay, I'm 14, 15, and there's peer pressure, so I'm going to do it.
1: I played baseball, and it wasn't a great balance because like, at the end of the day, you, you practice way too much, and that sucks, mm-hmm. especially because you go to practice, the coach is like, why don't you run around for a while? i like, no, how about I go to the batting cage and never leave? <laughs>
0: I'll be there. And
1: that would never flew. And I had to go run around no. instead. But when I did get to hit, whether it was in practice or in a game, that was amazing. But sure. wrestling is one of those sports that looks to me like the best part still is terrible. <laughs> they set some fucking wild ape out there to jump on you. And he goes crazy.
2: Pretty much. Um, like it, the best it, case scenario. They Release him
1: out of the garbage bag. He sprints out of the shower. He's He's 110 pounds. Totally nude, soaking wet, <laughs> dives on you. Have fun. You're just, now you're, you've practiced for this great moment.
2: Oh man, yeah, it's, it's pretty much true. It's pretty much true. I don't know. It's like for for the crew team. I enjoyed the prac. I enjoyed the practices on the water like way more than anything else because I actually really enjoyed like being on the water. Uh, the competition kind of sucked because people would always yell at you. But like just practicing rowing on the water was.
1: Did spectators, like fans, yell at you or did like passersby yell at you?
2: <laughs> I mean, the coxswain is always yelling at you. That's their job. And then like the coach would yell at you both before and after.
1: I know you're not like totally connected to the sport these days, mm. but do you think that the social network has had a positive or negative influence <laughs> on rowing?
2: I think that the social network – I think that rowing is so divorced from baseline America regardless that it probably made no difference.
1: Oh, well, I, I thought you were going to say this This raised awareness of rowing. More people <laughs> considered considered rowing, considered going to a body of water and yelling at <laughs> people who are rowing. Uh, telling them that they're those Winklevoss motherfuckers and trying to sink the boat. <laughs> Maybe that's why you started shutting or whatever the fuck that word was because somebody thought you were the Winklevoss twins. I don't know it's if that not- timeline works. Great, <laughs> it,
2: it doesn't, <laughs> but we'll go with that. Somebody threw rocks at the boat. They thought we were the yeah. Winklevoss. All eight of us were the Winklevoss twins. They're like, oh and my god,
1: think- that guy's six five two thirty, and there's eight of him,
2: and secretly a sexual deviant. <laughs> Yeah, that guy didn't turn out great.
1: That'll be our next segment. I understand you would like to plug eating women.
0: (laughs) I don't know why you gave me the
1: plug in advance, especially when it's so fucked up.
2: Uh, Erotic cannibalism.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's not true, guys. That was a joke. Don't believe it. Uh, Here's one thing you can believe. I'm going to ask Matt. Hey, Matt, what sauce are you bringing to the table this week? I
2: feel like this is the latest we've ever gotten to the sauce segment.
1: Yeah. Something's gonna get cut. <laughs> we'll see. I have, I have all these ideas about under an hour podcast. Then I get on here and I'm just like, I wanna keep talking about Rowan. I want to keep <laughs> cracking wrestling jokes. <laughs> then all of a sudden we're fifteen minutes in and I haven't done sauce or plugs or late segment. Late segment's supposed to be the biggest one. Oh no. Hey, you don't know, you know what hey, hey, here's some good news. Hey, yeah. uh listener, did you notice how the uh musical segment was tight and not boring? <laughs> well, guess what it used to be? The opposite. Okay, let's move it along. We'll have, uh, sauce on the table. What we, we talked got? about Music Man for far too long. Bing. Oh, the Music Man... No, the Music Man part's the only thing that's going to stay.
2: <laughs> what about my great point about how all Disney movies are secretly musicals? Okay, and probably more that's, that's, that's fine,
1: but don't say any more things because I'm cutting <laughs> all the other stuff. Everything you say has to stay in.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the sauce I am bringing to the table is Trader Joe's aptly named Incredit sauce.
1: Incredit sauce. So, this mm-hmm. is the sauce you eat on the Incredicoaster coaster at Disneyland.
2: Absolutely. Is okay. there an Incredicoaster coaster at
1: Disneyland? Yeah, it's like the movie Incredibles. Oh. Uh, that makes sense, yeah. So, and I don't think that's actually true. Tell me about this sauce. What do you do with it? What's it taste like?
2: Okay, so it is basically a honey mustard sauce. But they blend it, and I'm gonna read from the website because I can, uh, with egg yolks, garlic and onion powder, cane sugar, lemon juice, and a hint of natural smoke flavor. Boil. So it's like that sound good. It's like a honey, a slightly smoky honey mustard sauce. Um, excellent on chicken for those of us that eat chicken. Uh also really good on potatoes. Like really good Mm. on potatoes. I think potatoes. Normally you got a little salt on them, so that that provides the salt, and then you got like the sweet and the smoky from from the incredible sauce. It's just a wonderful flavor
1: combination. Uh I had not heard of this. It sounds impeccable. I love a honey mustard. Mm-hmm. One of my very favorite dipping sauce options. As far as dipping goes, I think it's Barbecue honey mustard. I think that's my one too.
2: Yeah. Do you consider ranch a dipping sauce, or is ranch its uh, own
1: beast? I it, it can be. You can use it that way, but that's honestly sure. not. It ah, would be. It purpose. would be further down the list for me. Okay. As a dipping sauce. As a dipping sauce. Gotcha. 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 Um. But th- this sounds really good, and yeah. it is, as you say, aptly named, but also. It's a cool name. It's very evocative. It makes people—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's like uh, three cups chicken. It is not named just like a normal food. Mm-hmm. You see that, and this is like, oh, there's, there's something, there's something special here. I better take a peek.
2: It also has kind of an apt uh, superhero themed ish label. They gloved hand holding up what looks like a chicken nugget dipped in the sauce.
1: I like it. I think it sounds really good. Matt, it's time for our next segment. How do you go to sleep? Badly. Badly. Uh, so I don't want to talk about how you sleep, though. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about your methods. What do you... So, do you ever, occasionally, never have trouble falling asleep?
2: Um, Very occasionally I have trouble falling asleep. Has that always but, been
1: that way, or did you, have, you, have there been periods where it was difficult for you?
2: There are definitely periods when my sleep schedule got way out of whack. I am very much more a night person. If I could like go to sleep at 12 or 1 every night and still like wake up on time and be a functional adult for all the things you need to be a functional adult for, that would be the best.
1: What time do you have to get up?
2: Um... Usually a dog wakes me up around like six
1: thirty, six forty five.
2: Oh boy. Uh, yeah. And I really should be getting up at like six, six fifteen, if I was to be completely honest.
1: You know, I'll tell you, you say that. I see some some before bed wordles from you sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was so so I- do you just legit just sleep from twelve or one to six fifteen on those nights? Yeah. Basically. Oh boy, how do you do that?
2: Lots and lots of coffee. I guess I don't know. I've never I've never needed like ten hours of sleep.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, but you're not getting six. Yeah, I know it's really bad. I'm probably gonna die early. Of it. <laughs>
2: like, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I'm just very much a night person, more so than a day person. I'm not a morning person. There are people who like can get up and run five miles and like I work with someone that has never drank coffee ever, and who consistently gets up at like 5 a.m., and I think that would be impossible for my body. I I think it would just revolt.
1: Yeah, I don't really drink coffee. I just am tired all morning. (laughs) Uh, I forgot that you don't really
2: drink coffee.
1: Yeah, I drink coffee occasionally as like a treat. Like, Gina really likes coffee, and sometimes she'll go to a good coffee place and she'll bring me one, Mm -hmm. and I'll I'll be happy to have it but like I average week, I probably have zero cups of coffee. Wow. Um, Sometimes I drink diet doctor pepper though, and that's pretty good.
2: Yeah. I've heard good things.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, my sleep schedule, I am also, I prefer to be up at night. That is when Mm -hmm. I do my best thinking. I get all my good ideas then. But uh, I also, at this point, just 12, Thirty to eight thirty would be like my ideal, and yeah, uh, then some days it's more like one to nine. But I can make that work because uh, nobody comes and wakes me up. Mm-hmm. Now, some days somebody might come and wake me up, and I'll be bad for them, but it'll be bad for me too. Uh, so when you, when you have one of those nights, and you, yeah, well, let's say that you really want, want to, to stay, stay up, up until. Twelve thirty, but you know you got to get up early in the morning.
0: Mm.
1: What can you? What do you have any tricks that you can do that will help you get to sleep at an earlier hour?
2: Hmm. I try and fail to do like the sleep routine, It's like wash the face, brush the teeth, yada yada.
1: I, I'm the same way. I just blow that stuff off because it doesn't help me, so I never do it. I blow that
2: stuff off yeah. way too much. Like, I'm of an age where I should probably be, like, taking better care of my skin. Uh, it's also probably too late for that. But, oh, it's never too um,
0: late.
1: You get some, you, there, There's this girl. You talk to this girl, Gina Rochelle. She'll get you some stuff to make your skin pop, let me tell you.
2: I know. I I actually asked uh, Pam the other day, like, so uh, how long are you supposed to actually keep toner on before you, like, slap other things? There you go. Spices it's just kind of looked to me, like, as long as it takes to dry... Like, Okay, that makes sense That makes sense Nice. Um, But I have, my entire life I think um, Jen touched on it that I am Well now, Artman is also on Goodreads But I am on Goodreads because I
1: So you think you're better than me too How many people want to come (laughs) on this fucking show? Again, I I read So many books You guys have no idea But I'm on Goodreads because I don't need to brag about it Anyway, go ahead, let's hear how many fucking books you read per day Anyway, I I um, thought no. What, what, what's this about Goodreads? How smart you are and how dumb I am?
2: <laughs> I just read a lot. or I anyway, I like need to read before I go to sleep. Okay, it is it is the way like I calm my mind. It has always been that way. Like I was that kid that was that would read for like half an hour before my mom would come in and like, all right, time to turn off the lights, shove the pill- shove the book under the pillow. Mm-hmm. Like I know for some people it wakes them up, but for me, it really like puts me to sleep. Um, so that is a thing that will help me get to sleep is if I actually get into bed and like start reading and that will help me wind down. I'm also one of those people that likes to have a fan on.
1: I like the fan as well.
2: No matter the time of year. Um, sometimes I have that um, that Headspace app. I don't know this. Okay. So Headspace was originally just a meditation app. And then that call map came out where it was like, oh, it's meditation plus bedtime stories and soundscapes or whatever. So occasionally I will, I will use the headspace app, which also has things like that and put on like you know, eight hours of thunderstorm noises or, you know, rain or like ocean waves or something like that. That's only when I'm in a certain The, the reading is basically always, and then the fan is most of the time. And then sometimes it's like
0: a soundscape type feeling.
2: Okay. It
1: seems like you've got a, a nice grouping here. And so if you pile everything on there all at once on that night, when you really want to be like, I'm here's the day I, I shift my sleep schedule back to where I want it to be. Yeah, you do have dry. some options there. Uh, my mom was a big uh, reading before bed person, mm-hmm. but she would like, I don't, I am much like my mom in some ways and not at all in others which I guess is probably true of everyone and their parents. But my mom would like stay up and then go to bed at like 11:30 and then read in bed for 2 hours. Damn. And then get up at 6:30. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> how could all of this hold together? <laughs> <laughs> like, she just. I'm sure she said it didn't happen until she got older, when she was mm-hmm. when she was in like her 20s. She needed a lot of sleep, but then eventually she was just like, I don't need to sleep that much anymore, and she didn't. And but she I,
2: stayed in bed and read all the time.
1: Yeah, it's like she would. She'd be like out in the living room, watch Letterman. Letterman would end at 11:30, mm-hmm. then go get in bed, turn the light on, read for two more hours, and then go to sleep, and then get up and be a school teacher which meant getting up at 6 or 6 30
2: everything about that except for the waking up at 6 or 6 30 sounds really nice
1: yeah 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 <laughs> it worked for her great she loved it but it didn't make a ton of sense to me it was like you, you, you got to lose one of these if nothing <laughs> else you got to stop going into the school every day <laughs> maybe
2: only read for an hour and a half every night yeah. instead of two hours
1: uh-huh. Maybe yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If it if it if it's coming for me, it's coming on a delayed schedule. I think she was already <laughs> on this move by the time she got to be my age. So, I'm probably not getting it. My dad was see the weather on the news at 10:12 mm-hmm. and then get directly in bed and get 8 hours of sleep and be up at 6:30. I would like to sleep 10 hours every night and then when I get up I don't have to do any work. The, A.K.A. The Dream. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. So far, it hasn't happened. That's, I'm hoping that mm-hmm. real soon I land that stuff. I haven't figured quite what's going to happen in between where I am and where I'm going to be, but that'll be good. You're also a fan guy? I'd like I, I like the fan in the room a lot, but I almost always fall asleep with a podcast I have heard before playing. Okay. Uh
2: out of the phone, or like are you wearing headphones? Some people can fall asleep with headphones and never been able to do it but.
1: i I can do that depends on the circumstances uh some nights i I think I usually will try with the head like with headphones on first, and I will just mm-hmm. take it off. I usually sleep on my side or on my stomach, and I'll take the headphones off on one side, and then I can just put my ear down the okay. uncovered ear mm-hmm. uh on the pillow. And then if I flip, then I have to switch which side is covered. It's very annoying. But in other nights, I'll just be like, "No, that's not what I feel," and I'll just put it on my phone, playing on the speaker. But it, it's usually something. There's a, a small number of podcasts that I've heard a million times and can basically recite, and I find that that helps me shut my brain down, being in that comfortable space. I can't. I would never do it with something I haven't heard before, in mm-hmm. part because I I treasure that artistic experience. And so I, I don't want to waste it on falling asleep uh, or even it playing after I fall asleep. But what, I,
2: are your, I, I what are your standard podcasts? You guys that's
1: with? personal, and I won't answer that. Okay. Uh, one time, uh, only I time.
2: Really, I really want you to just fall asleep listening to old soft talk episodes. Like, uh,
1: that's time. perverse. Like, if I did that, they'd, to, they'd be like, well, I'd wake up the next morning, and I'd be like, man, I can't move my arms very good. Must be the straight jacket. My wall sure got soft. That's cool, too. No, I do not do that. I would never do that. I I remember, I might have told this on the podcast a million years ago, because it would have been a million years ago, because this is pre-COVID. But I remember pre-COVID, sometimes I would uh, do an episode of Sauce Talk, and then I would listen to it in the car on the way to work the next morning, mm-hmm. uh, especially because then I did not edit at all, because I had no ability to. So it just went out. And I would want to hear, like, how would it go? And I listened to it, and then sometimes it would be a long enough episode and a short enough drive that I'd get to work, and it, would, it wouldn't be done yet. And so I'd, I'd put on my headphones as I walked into the building. And I always thought, like, if something happened, and I like bumped my headphones, and it just started playing, and it immediately became clear it was my voice I was listening to, I would probably get fired. They'd be like, "We don't know what you're doing. You can't come in anymore." we are afraid of you. We think uh-huh. you're going to kill us or yourself or something bad. That never Just happened. Thing your own voice. Yeah.
2: Loop, it's, it's,
1: and again, it's, you put on sauce. i me tell you, it's mostly me. I, I occasionally let the guest in, but it's, it's a, it's a lot of this voice right here. And I, I, I don't think it would have gone good for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think, do you think you value your sleep properly? No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, I think about that a lot, both in terms of it's scary to think about, but it does, people have trouble develop sleeping problems all the time. And I don't Mm -hmm. feel like outside of I should go to bed earlier. I don't think I have any sleeping problems and I I take that for granted. And that's, I'm very fortunate that I sleep well. Mm -hmm. I, I think I do sleep well most of the time. And I also, do you like to go to sleep? I think I like being asleep.
2: I don't know
0: if I like the process
1: of going to sleep. Yeah. Being asleep is okay. But, and obviously like when I wake up in the morning, all I want to do is be asleep more.
0: Right.
1: I know you never like sleep more than then, but in the evening I never want to go to sleep. I'm like, Mm why? I'm going to miss everything. I want to, I want to have fun. I want to read an article on the internet or I want to read a book because I know how to read a book no matter what anyone says.
2: Even if you're
1: not on Goodreads. You don't have to be on Goodreads. Just because I'm not on Facebook doesn't mean I don't have a face. Duh. Or a book. Or a book. Man, book (laughs) might have been the way to go there. Uh, So, anyway, let's let's appreciate our sleep. When it goes well, let's be glad it does. And let's not feel bad. Feel like we're missing out when we go to sleep. We're going to a good place. Maybe. Sometimes I have bad dreams. You ever have bad dreams? Let's not talk about them. Just yes or no. Yes. Yeah, me too. Fucked up. That's been our How Do You Go to Sleep segment. Maybe we'll have more uh, segments in the future about different aspects of sleep. But this one was about how do you go to sleep? How do you stay asleep? That might be a good one. I don't, I I don't have know. A better one. Better one. you gonna, gonna criticize. First, you criticize my reading habits. Now I, I mean, got. Be now more, I got to listen to less.
2: Be more valuable for me if people have helpful tips on how not to wake up like three times a night. be oh.
1: great. Okay, let's do that real quick. Did, have you always <laughs> done that, or is that more recent?
2: Uh, it's a combination of things. I, I've definitely. I have always kind of woken up frequently in the night, but then uh, you've you heard the elderly dog crying in the background. It's that true. occurs at all times of night. So um, that is not conducive to a, an entire
1: night's sleep Yeah, all the time. When I was a kid, I woke up in the middle of the night all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even through like probably early high school. And then for a while, I never did. And now in the last 10 years, I feel like it's just been in slowly increasing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I probably wake up in the middle of the night at least once, one out of three nights. Yeah. But I feel like pretty soon it's going to be every night. Like it's just coming. Like I just wake up and I have to pee or I'm at a weird angle and I just noticed it. Or like I'm so thirsty and I have to drink a bunch of water. Yeah. Or one of the I'm like, thinking, like you know? also not I mean and I try to drink water before I go to bed, I usually do. But it's also one of these is gonna get me every night. <laughs> Either I drank all the water before I went to bed and now I have to pee, or I didn't drink all the water before I went to bed <laughs> and now my throat is so dry, I it is waking me up and saying, You have to fix this. <laughs>
2: Or the perverse times when it's both, when you're like chugging yeah. water while you pee. What it do it. you want from no me? no sense.
1: I keep this large water bottle next to my bed full. To, like, that's part of my nightly routine, like mm-hmm. you were discussing, is I would never consider going to bed without that there because there's a really good chance I'm going to wake up and sing, and say, water, right now, and then it, it will be there. And then I don't have to go to bed. Now, the bathroom thing. I keep a giant
2: Chinese food delivery soup container. I thought that's what that out. was. Is that, yeah, pretty much. I guess
1: that's, uh, we got. Recycle, reduce, reuse. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's good reuse.
0: That's great. It's doesn't have to be a single-use
1: container. Giant water glass. Yeah. Is that comfortable to drink out of though. Yeah. It smell like teriyaki chicken.
0: <laughs> not anymore.
1: Not any- <laughs> not only only the first thirty-five times you used it. <laughs> now it's a lot better. Yeah, now it works great. Matt, we have time for just one final segment. That segment is called plugs. <laughs> Matt, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
2: I have two things that I'd like to plug. Two things that I'm watching right now. The first is uh, the HBO show *Righteous Gemstones*.
0: Oh
1: boy, *Righteous Gemstones*,
2: which I think just had its penultimate episode of the season on Sunday, and then this coming Sunday is going to be the last episode of the season. Um, and it's really good. For the people who don't know, it's about like a family uh, that runs a mega church. The Patriarch is played by John Goodman. The oldest son is played by Danny McBride. Um, I forget who plays the other two. Um so there's like an older brother, a middle sister, and a younger brother. And the middle sister is one of the most like batshit insane characters I've ever seen on television. Is that Edie I, Patterson? I think it is. I think that is her name. Um, and she, she says like, just the, I don't know if it's scripted or if it's improv, but just the weirdest shit comes out of her mouth. And it is so funny. There's a whole scene where she threatens to shave her pubic area.
1: Is that an effective and, threat? And it's, <laughs>
2: and it's just it makes no sense. And it's so funny. It's just so funny. But yeah, so, yeah, and then the, there's the dog screaming in the background again. Uh, you, you, you go say, Excuse hey, me. The yeah. dog. this is much like how I sleep through the night with, like, three not drinks. at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Bing.
1: Uh, I just Googled and confirmed. Yeah, that is Edie Patterson he was talking about. Uh, if you're me, you don't watch Righteous Gemstones. Maybe you listen to Comedy Bang Bang. You know Edie Patterson as Bean Dep. She owns the W Hotel in Los Angeles and has many other incredible accomplishments and is fantastically wealthy. Bing!
2: I can't, Man, the, the thing is that i never listened to the episodes I'm on, so I have no idea what you've been saying while I've been out. And Long list of compliments. I'll probably never, ever know.
1: You're better off.
2: Yeah.
1: How's, how's Chaos doing?
2: He's fine. I got stuck under an ottoman. Um, better
1: you know that's an upgrade again after nothing. Nothing's in right, trouble. Like, I could envision myself getting stuck under an ottoman to be honest. Yeah. I rarely get stuck under nothing.
2: Can I, how did you know that the actress's name who plays the sister was named Indy Patterson?
1: Uh she's on comedy bang bang sometimes. Oh, is she? She plays Bean Dip. Okay. Oh, if you know Bean Dip. But yeah, it's an, I think is is Tim Baltz the other guy? Um could be. I'm not sure if that one's accurate. I was pretty. Sure, I know Edie Patterson talks about that. I really like her.
2: Yeah, it is. Super he, funny. he's great
1: too. He's. I mean, I just. I know these two from Comedy Bang Bang, and they are yeah. extremely funny.
0: Yeah,
2: Danny McBride is the older brother. Oh yeah, the younger the younger brother has this weird friend who used to be a Satanist named Keith. <laughs> like the, this, the, the people in the show that I love the most are just like the super weird characters that don't really make any sense just walk around being super weird the entire time um but it is a fun show
1: yeah the show has a lot of people i really like on it i have i dipped a toe in once mm-hmm. didn't 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 catch but i very over. much assume at some point i will be in the right frame of mind and have an amazing time yeah
2: and the other one is I have just started watching Yellow Jackets.
1: Yellow Jackets. I keep hearing about this Yellow Jackets. Now, most important question is it too scary for me? Uh oh. Sounds like what it's probably is, too scary. For
2: what me. are the things
0: that you. Thought? I am pretty weak when it comes to scary <laughs> stuff.
2: I think it's. I think so far. Hmm, well, that last episode. I, maybe. Maybe. But
1: it's maybe perhaps it's so good I should just try to struggle through it.
2: Yeah, could be. So yeah, it's it's a show about a a group of, uh, this female all girls soccer team that their plane crashes in the wilderness and it bounces back between the mid nineties when their plane crashes in modern day when some of them are adults and some of them are alive and it's going back and forth in some weird cult. Cannibalism stuff happened while they were crashed in the woods in the past, and there's like a weird supernatural
1: element. Um, one of those Winklevi came by, <laughs>
2: yeah, one of the, one of, Army Hammer uh features prominently eating people in a sexy manner. Um, yeah, it's I'm I about four episodes in and I am, I'm pretty, pretty hooked. It's pretty yeah.
1: good. I'm gonna give it a shot. We'll see how it goes. Gina's very interested. I keep hearing it's the best, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't done it yet, and I do recognize the very real possibility that I am forced to bounce off of it because I am a coward.
2: Yeah, Pam uh, bounced off after three episodes and was like, you watch it and tell me what
1: happens. Yeah. I know we talked about this in the past, but uh, you, you, you know how friend of the podcast Babs Myers likes to if she's watching something scary she'll just read spoilers for it. Yeah.
2: She'll read Wikipedia while watching it. While mm-hmm. watching
1: it. I don't do that because that's insane. But I I really do like if I see people are talking about a movie or show mm-hmm. and I decide it's too scary and I will never watch it. I love to read the Wikipedia and see what happens in it. Oh, the yeah. stories just... are so crazy.
2: I just read the entire Wikipedia entry for that horror movie, Antlers.
1: I uh, don't know what Antlers is, but I definitely read the one for, I, is it Titane or Titan? I'm not sure how you say that. Oh, the one with the car? The car movie. Yeah. yeah. If you're not going to watch it, no, I'm if not you're gonna going watch to watch it, watch the movie. But if you're not going to watch it, be sure to read the Wikipedia. Okay. Boy, oh boy. Good stuff. So it, 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 uh, don't don't spoil anything. What's Antlers.
2: Antlers is about a kid who has like a mysterious evil entity living with him in his trailer and his, I think his teacher and the teacher's brother, who is the sheriff of the town, try to help and like, figure out what's going on.
1: I don't only read Wikipedia pages. I read books, thick ones you could never even pick up because you're so weak. But it sounds like <laughs> I got some heavy antler Wikipedia reading coming my way in about 10 minutes. Uh, Well, Matt, you've been a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. Best wishes in the intervening day.